podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. All right, folks, and welcome to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. <laughs> oh, Danny, Danny, Danny boy. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, what is there to say in regards to this? Do you know what? There's so many things that have gone through my mind thinking about how we were going to start this podcast. Like, this is, this is a podcast dedicated to the European World and Premier League champions. Like, what a, what a year! <laughs> <laughs> what a year it has been. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I think us looking at each other now, and we're trying to we're trying to host a podcast, and we've been at it for now what six months now, and we've lost some words because we knew it was coming, but it doesn't take it, it doesn't take it away how special it was. We said in our last podcast we wanted to do against City, um, which yeah it would have been nice, but I mean. What can I say? What can we say? I mean, I was sitting there watching the Chelsea um, Chelsea City game, and I I don't know about anyone listening to this, but I have to ask you this, Danny. I didn't realise how much it would actually mean until I was sitting there with twenty minutes to go, and I couldn't stand still. I was pacing around the room. I was, I just couldn't cope. <laughs> yeah, I'm similar to you. I I was sort of thinking to myself, I I, I tuned into the game because I was actually putting the kids to bed, and I tuned into the game, and Chelsea were one 0 up. And I was like, oh, happy days. Chelsea are winning 1-0. It um, could be the night. You never know. And um, I thought nothing of it until City equalised. And yeah. then the panic set in. And I was suddenly like, we could we could actually win this tonight. Like, if, if Chelsea take another chance, we could do this. And I think I think part of me just didn't believe that Chelsea could beat City until, as you said, we were about 70 minutes in. And I thought, this, this could be the moment. This could be the actual moment. We have wasted our entire well, lives. Um, Chelsea, I think Abraham rounded the keeper, and then that ball was going slowly yeah. and slowly towards the line. And it got, I was like, "Oh no, I can see what's going to happen here now." I'm going to, I felt, I switch her off, tune back in, and City have won four one. That's what's going to happen, you know. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it happened, and I was just, I was like, I can't remember feeling like that. I was like, I don't know. It was like something's released off my shoulder. It's just amazing, and I was running around the house and. Gelfin was like, "Oh, you're so embarrassing in uh, football." This, and I was just like, "I don't care." I was running around, man. And I was just, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, we'll we'll play some of the footage that I went into um, a bit of a crowd gathered in Strabane where I live, a couple of hundred people, which is a bit mad. Um, I know, I know, I know. We're in time for social distancing and stuff, and I think I think it's stating the obvious that um, crowds shouldn't be gathered. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all humans. No one's lived through a, glo- a global pandemic before. So uh, I think it's hard to actually react the way you should, really. Um, but also can say that a crowd gathered. Um, probably not as big a crowd as it would have if, if you know, it all wasn't what was going on. Yeah. Um, but it was just, we recorded some live footage and it was just, I mean, it'll, it'll get played later on. I, I, was, I, I don't know what to say. It was just mad that, like, in an election hour, you know, given yeah. an hour notice, everyone can just everyone lands to one place in in a small town in the middle of Ireland. Um, it just goes show that the, the the impact that Liverpool Football Club has, you know, on people worldwide, doesn't it? Oh, massively! Like it's it's just unreal. And as you said, as we said, we touched on in the last podcast, didn't we? That we are over here 
in in Northern Ireland, in Ireland, and like we always thought to ourselves, like I remember coming over here and thinking to myself, if Liverpool ever did win the league, it just wouldn't be the same. It's just not yeah. the same as being in the city. And don't get me wrong, I have a lot of friends, and we'll we'll <laughs> feed back on it in a bit. And there was a lot of people who were at the grounds at the time, celebrating in the city, and it's just it's something else. But I didn't expect the level of what of what it's been over here, the level of of people celebrating of the the way people have been um in in the midst of all of it it's just been amazing and can i just touch on the fact that in our last podcast the the quote was said that if liverpool win the league in that chelsea city game i'll maybe pour an extra sugar in my cup of tea and i'll <laughs> celebrate i sat on a zoom call waiting for ammo to record a podcast after liverpool won the league and i'm pretty certain he put a bit of tea in a bag of sugar because he was mental and I was sitting there on Zoom, just waiting for Ammo to contact me. Next minute, he comes on with his microphone in the middle of a road and is just going absolutely daft. And I just couldn't believe it. It was, it was unreal, but it was amazing to watch. Oh, like I, was, I, I couldn't hear you. And I was just like, right. Um, it was just mad. It was like, I couldn't hear myself. I couldn't hear you. I was like, but I, I, I fought myself very quickly. Um, as we went to gather, we gathered around a local pub, like Charalis and Straban, where all it's a Liverpool bar, and um, it was kind of there was like a, 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 a like a message of a big group on social media saying if this happens, we all land down. And I remember saying to my girlfriend, "Come on, let's go down." Type of thing. She dropped me down, and I was so so nervous thinking all oh, happens if take two people there. Yeah. You know, I was like, I was like really 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 like oh no, but I'd say there's a couple of hundred people there, and probably another couple of hundred driving past. And I made a decision to myself as everyone will hear. I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to try and celebrate and be like professional interviewer at the same time. <laughs> I don't know how it works or how it sounds. Um, but I'm glad that you, you kind of um, helped me. I bought me having a first bottle of Buckfast. If anyone ever, uh, people over here in Ireland, Northern Ireland know what that's like. I've never ever drank it. And uh, I got it, I sipped it, and it was rotten. <laughs> but I'm going to keep that bottle. Because I bought myself, it's, it's, it's going to mark a special occasion today, Liverpool won the league. Um, but yeah, I did do that. You're right. You're very. You're right, Danny. And you did try and contact me a few times, but the signal was cutting in and out, and I was trying to answer. And ah, but it was worth it though. And thankfully, like from a producing side of it, we've bought some yeah. very good gear to be able to do this podcast. So the sound comes across really, really well, which is good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, and a lot of people don't realise this. You know, I'll give I'll give everyone a little bit of a background as to how me and Danny work. We both co-present this podcast. Um, but Danny produces it every week, spends hours and hours and hours, and I'm kind of the, the promoter, and get, I kind of get the guests sorted, and, and we kind of we work quite well, don't we, Danny? Oh yeah. And um, but it is, as I say, we, we we do do it out of like the passion for football, the passion for Liverpool, um, and I think we, as this podcast goes into another year, as champions of the world, champions of Europe, and oh, Premier yes. League champions, I think this yes is right. I think they can, it can only go bigger and better. And we we want to start integrating, you know, people over here in Ireland and Northern Ireland to try and get involved. And I'm just happy, Danny. It's just great that we're two scouts who live, you know, now miles and miles away. Away again can still celebrate in such a way. And we've got that little thing in common where, as much as we love it, we still sit there thinking, "Oh, I wish we were in Liverpool." You know, it yeah. doesn't. Name we can't enjoy it, but you do have that little. Oh, I wish we were in Liverpool, don't, yeah. don't you? Oh yeah, it's been it's been really mixed emotions. I think um, to a certain extent that you do wish you were there because obviously we were there 
I haven't like I I know you came over a little bit before me, but yeah. I know I was there for the 2005 Champions League yeah. final and all yeah. these different things. We know how the city explodes in the midst of something like this, so we know how electric an occasion it is. Even though obviously it's not as big as what it could have been uh, if it wasn't in lockdown, um, but we know how electric Liverpool is in times like this. But at the same time. Feel it's given us a really good perspective. I've enjoyed being over here, Jordan. Yeah. To, to see the real, we've always said about how Liverpool is a, is a global club, because it's got such a big following worldwide. And I feel like we've we've been a part of that and been able to merge what is going on over here with yep. Liverpool itself, um, which has been an amazing part of this podcast to be able to get the reaction and get feedback that we've had throughout the season from people over here who have enjoyed having that. Liverpool Irish connection, which which has been amazing yes. to do, and also we've got listeners all over the world. Which you know, it's I don't know who you are, but there's someone somewhere there listening to us from South Africa over the yeah. last couple of weeks, which which is good. Hello to you, <laughs> India, Australia, you know, America. It's, uh, it's quite people in America listening to us, which is uh, yeah. which is quite good. It's crazy, but yeah, it does bring that. You know, we've been over here, and we've experienced this, and. As I say, me and you, Danny, have waited our whole lives. Oh, actually, let me let me correct me, correct myself here. We, ha- I haven't been waiting my whole life because I only started watching football when I was about nine or ten, as my <laughs> girlfriend quite quite rightly. Um, and I know you're a couple of years older than me, Danny, so whatever years you started watching football is how long you've actually been waiting. Um, you get well, the technically, technically, if we're going to go into technicalities, the last time Liverpool won the league, I was two years old. Um I was about last time, but I, I don't remember it, obviously. <laughs> yeah, same. But, I mean, I, I, I'll um, I'll tell you what it means to me, Danny, and then I'd like to think, you know, what it says to you, because I know we've had a few uh, listeners write into us, and we'll, we'll go through quotes, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to keep my professional head on here, you know, um, but I'm just going to say outright um, what it means to me. I live in a small town in Ireland. I have for probably 80, 90% of the time I've lived over here. And it's mixed between Liverpool fans and United fans. And uh, I'm a big mouth scouser, as you know, as everyone <laughs> knows. And uh, I, I, I am just what I am. That's why you know, I, I enjoy doing this. So whenever Liverpool have gone through hard times, and there's been quite a few over the last maybe 10 years, I have seemed to be like the, the brunt of all the, the jokes, the brunt of all the, the Facebook posts, the brunt mm. of all the, the little jokes and this and that. And I've had that since I've moved over here. And uh, I've taken a good spitter, but you know, there's some days where you're just like, go and do one, mate. You know, I know United are good, but I mean, you know, Liverpool are good at a stage, and now we're at the stage now where Liverpool are head and shoulders are probably above anyone in the world. I go back to the Jurgen Klopp comment. Wow, how great a Manchester City! A team to be 20 points ahead of them must be some team, and mm-hmm. that's just a Manchester City have won eight out of the last ten domestic trophies. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only trophies I haven't won over the last couple of years are the Champions League, which we won, and this Premier League, which we won. Not to mention, we missed out on the Premier League last season by one point. Mm. So we have gone through They say Liverpool never do it the easy way. Now, we've done it the easy way this season, but if you think about it, we've waited 30 years to win this trophy. It's the first time we've won the Premier League. And we've had, not even a global pandemic stopped us. We had to wait an extra three months, but we still... And it's just so... It, it kind of fits... It's kind of fitting that Liverpool done it like this. And what it means to me is like, see, no matter what any any fan says now, we've won it. And that's it. We are the most successful English team in, in history. 48 trophies. United have 45. 
So what it means to me, Danny, is it means app when on as I say, football is the most important thing of the least important things. But in my social circles and in everything that means anything to me, this is the most important thing that's happened because no one can say we haven't won it now because that's all you bloody heard. Yeah. So for me, it just means absolutely everything. You can just throw back, and even the United fans are saying, but like the biting the lip on the saying, "Ah, oh, you deserve that you're some team." I know it hurts them, but I mean, I've had to say that in the past, and it does hurt, doesn't it, Danny? Oh yeah, yeah, it really does. And um, what what does it mean to you? So if you had to sum up this Premier League victory, um, what does it mean to you? How do you sum it up? I think the thing is, is that one of the things that always gets thrown at you as a Liverpool fan, whether I've lived in Liverpool, whether I've lived over here, um, even when I go lecturing, because I part of my job that I do, I, I would lecture all over the world, and I've been out in in India and China and different places like this. And um, football is is such a global thing that you can get chatting to yeah. people about football no matter what, and you get the same thing thrown at you all the time. Is that ah oh, well Liverpool are a, a good historic club, but you just kind of live in the past and you're kind of living in history. You, you used to be great. You used to be a really good club. Where now you know you're kind of mediocre and you kind of I think you're bigger than what you are. You're sort of um, sort of a small club with a big club mentality and all this because we went through a stage of not really winning all that much. And and as you said, it's mainly coming from the your United fans and. Chelsea fans who have had three years of some success and, and suddenly feel that they can <laughs> pipe up a bar um, and, you, and you constantly get that and it's hard because to a certain extent especially when you were going through like if you remember it during the early 2000s and when we were dropping into 6th, 7th place every season and sort of coming in for Europa League spots and stuff and sort of being happy with that we all remember um, the whole fan uh, all the team lining up to sort of cheer 2-2 against West Brom and stuff like this. And these are all the moments that get recalled to you constantly. But we're sitting here now as the world, European and Premier League champions. No one in history has held those titles simultaneously except for us. And that is happening right now. Nobody can say that we are a historic club that's living in the past because right now there is not a club in this planet that are better than us. And it's shown that by what we hold and what we have and the fact that every player wants to come and be a part of, of what is there in Liverpool. Um, so it's hard to put into words and it depends on who you're talking to. Like Talking to other Liverpool fans, they know what this is and they know that it's hard to express what it is. I have family who are part of the Everton Supporters Club and all sorts of stuff like that. And to them, you don't need to say anything. It's just stuff you, you gang of scumbags, we've absolutely smashed you and you've got nothing you can say about it. <laughs> And that's, that's what yeah. it means. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to um, read a couple of messages off Liverpool fans that I've got here now um, and just what it kind of means to them, if you get what I mean. So I've got a message, first of all, off, it was, let me see here, off Ben Muddy. He says, Liverpool win the league and he put um, an, equal, an equal size sheer relief. I wasn't even born for 10 years after the last title win. So it's great to see something that I've never witnessed in all my time following the Reds. Fully deserved. And he put in, in brackets, thank you, Jürgen. Here's to many, many more. And that's the thing. I think I, I have to say about a lot of people is that we want Jürgen Klopp to stay now, don't we, Danny? We don't want it to be a kind of... What's the word? I don't want him to... He, 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 his history suggests that he might only be there for maybe another year or two. I want to be another decade, you know? Yeah. 
So I, I just hope that he doesn't really hope that Jurgen Klopp doesn't go. Have you got a few messages off people there, Danny? Yeah, yeah. There's been loads of messages coming from people, which is really, really good, and it's been nice to be able to share and to be able to see a little bit about what they've thought. And I suppose it's similar with a lot of us as well. Um, big Marty Chappelle got in touch. Marty's obviously been a big supporter of the pod throughout the uh, time that we've been doing it, and he wrote about how it's it's good and bad. And I can see I can see what he means when you read this message. He says that the good is that he's waited thirty years to hear those words that Liverpool are the champions of England. It's meant a lot more to be able to celebrate with his baby boy because he loves his team like we all do. Uh, and it's something that he can take off in, in, as a sense of an achievement in life. And you know that. like It's the same with us. My, my little girl's five years old and she loves watching the football now and being able to see the joy on her face and know that, that she she finds it strange that Liverpool just aren't winning every single game because she's known <laughs> nothing other than Liverpool's success in her time watching football. Um, so it's nice to be able to share that with your kids. It becomes just next level, doesn't it? But at the same time, he says that he sat there on Friday night um, looking to his left and there's that, that empty seat there of his dad who, who would have been occupying that seat, celebrating with him um, as they did so many times growing up. And I think that's the thing is that I think people don't realise that you've got those 30 years between us winning the titles and people have lost a lot of family members and a lot has yeah. happened in those 30 years. And sometimes it is tinged with that sadness that you can't celebrate with people that, that would have been there. Had, had we won it sooner, maybe? Well, yeah, that's another thing is that, you know, it's, you want to be with it. That's another thing when it comes into all this, you know, pandemic stuff as well. It's, I, I don't want to... I'm not going to sit here and have a go at Liverpool, fan, Liverpool fans because I can't say if I was in Liverpool right now, I wouldn't be part of what's kind of happening around the city. Yeah. But what I can say is what people who don't particularly like football um, other fans don't realise is how long we've waited for this it was inevitable that there was going to be celebrations I don't think anyone in the right mind or knows anything about Liverpool football that knew that these celebrations weren't going to happen in the city mm. um, and yet you can see both sides you know, going through a global pandemic and stuff um, but it just means so 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 much and because a lot of restrictions have started to ease and and stuff like that. Put it this way, whenever it's the time is right to celebrate, boy will we celebrate. And wherever we are, hopefully me and Danny will be together. Um when that when that bus pulls up at that Premier League trophy and we'll just look at each other and we'll just embrace and we'll be like, yo, you know, I, I know you know, we'll just be like Liverpool football. This is what I am just proud to be a Liverpool fan right now, you know, and as people kept saying, we're back on our pitch. You know, that's that's what I keep getting here, you know. I've listened to some interviews and even Jordan Henderson and stuff and the, even watching Liverpool play celebrate. Did you see? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that great to see, Danny? Uh, It was amazing. It's great to see and I think that's the thing that people need to remember is that they are seeing this on Sky Sports News. They're seeing the team celebrate. They're seeing Jürgen Klopp get emotional during his interview with Sky Sports and all these different things and you're thinking, oh, wow, look at the passion that he's got towards the club. And then they're looking at people celebrating outside Anfield, going, oh, look at them all celebrating together. That's that's disgraceful and all this. These people have supported that, that club for generations. So the emotion that is in there is is 10 times, 100 times more than what than what even Jürgen Klopp and Jordan Henderson have got. And I know that's hard to describe because they play they play for the club. They, yeah, they have put true. the graft in, they put the work in every day. But these people, like a lot of the fans, their lives revolve around it. So yeah. it's, the emotional level of that is just 
something beyond what people that, that don't understand football can comprehend, really. And also, Phil Thompson made a good point. I was watching an interview on Sky. He said, it's been a generation since we last won it. Yeah. And 30 years is a long, long time. I mean, uh, who's to say that we'll see another one in our lifetime? You just don't know. And I just hope that when the time is right to celebrate that Liverpool fans come out in the... I reckon we could have a million people in Liverpool. It wouldn't shock me if we had a million people in the city of Liverpool to celebrate Liverpool in the Premier League. Um, we were both there at the scenes last year with the Champions League. Yeah, We were both there in 2005 with the scenes of the Champions League. 2005 was special because we brought the European Cup home and it was our first major trophy in four years. Um, but it, we brought it was special because of how the game materialised and we brought the cup home. Last year was special because it was Jurgen Klopp's first trophy and he'd been beaten in a lot of finals um, plus the, the Champions League the year before so that was very special because it was like the start of you know something special but when this Premier League title this trophy comes around the streets of Liverpool mm. all that emotion that you've you've referred to Danny all the money that people invested in all the, the time all the stick they've taken off people all that is just going to come to a, a final climax as such. And we're all just going to sit there, the people we love, our family, our friends, and be like, wow, this is what it's about. And then see all these people, that are, they just jump for a chance to have a goal at Liverpool. They won't be able to have a, a goal at Liverpool that day. They'll just have to turn around and go, you know, switch, turn, turn channel or try and or just try and avoid it. They don't, they'll go off social media. And that'll be great because we've had to witness other teams doing it. And I, I've done it. I've seen United doing the bus tours and, you know, you watch it for a minute or two, hoping that someone's <laughs> going to drop the trophy or whatever. But like, next thing you know, you're, you're trying to take your mind off it and it hurts. And uh, as much as I, I sympathise with those fans, this is our, mom, our moment to shine. And I just can't wait for that day. I don't know when it'll be, but I mean, by hook, by crook, I'll be standing somewhere in Liverpool, waiting for that bus and waiting yeah. for that trophy. Uh, same here, same here. I think there's a, there's one more thing that I just wanted to... Reads, we got we got a comment from Chris Cunningham. Chris Cunningham actually won our competition, didn't he? Guess, he yeah, guessed well, the score well done, for the Crystal Palace game. Yeah, he, he's an avid listener to the podcast, so well done. He's he predicted um four nil in the derby, <laughs> which didn't quite happen, but then we won four nil against Palace then, so he, he won it that way, yeah. Well he commented on what he thought about it and he said that it's up there with the birth of his children and when he got married. I don't wow. know what that's I don't know what that says about me, but like when we won that league, my wife is 39 weeks pregnant and I had her hanging out of our top window, putting a flag up on the front of our house. So I'm not, I'm not sure which one I value more, but I'm just saying that the flag sits really nicely on the top of my house. <laughs> oh, no way, Danny, that's funny. But yeah, I mean, the reason we're doing a podcast about football and we have listeners, because let's be honest, there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts about football. But mm. we still have listeners. The only reason we have listeners is because the passion that people have for Liverpool Football Club and football for that matter. I've seen it today that people might be able to start um, training in small groups and you know to play in sport again. Yeah, I can't wait to the next time I kick a football with a few lads. That uh, really is. I can't wait. And as I say, you mentioned about the football and your, your wife hanging the, the banner out, and Chris mentioned his two kids who I know he loves, and his wife Mary he loves a lot. Chris is a good friend of mine. I know what this means to people because I know what it means to myself mm. and it's just it, it's like a, it's an unwritten you could stick five six Liverpool fans in a room and not chat 
and they'd all have a different way to describe the emotion that they're feeling. But they've all, they're all on that level where, wow, this means a lot. It's because of the time people have invested, the money, the emotion. Yeah. You know, you, you ever invest time into a job, ever invest money into, you know, the car or all these little things that people love. But do you really invest your emotion into, you know, stuff that you do every day? Okay, your kids, okay, your family, but outside your, your family and your friends, how much emotion do you invest into other things? And when it comes to football and following your club, especially as Liverpool fans, because we've been brought up like that, you invest so much emotion into it, don't you, Danny? And this is where, this is why it comes to a point where we're at now, where we're just so happy and relieved. Yeah, it means it means everything to you. Like as you said at the start of this, we we record this podcast, we we do this above and beyond our own jobs and everything. We invest in equipment, we invest in gear because we we love it. We we love talking about the club. We're invested in it. We're emotionally invested. We're, we're physically invested because we love everything that it brings and as we've said before on previous podcasts it's not just about the football it's not just oh yeah I just love football and I love Liverpool it's a case of we we love everything that it embraces we love the fact that it it helps to bring people together we love the fact yeah. that it is global and that no matter where you go you can relate to people on a footballing level and we can help people um, in different countries and be able to help people um, with physical needs helping them because of sport and what that's brought to to, to everyone in the country. And I know we've got to move on and we're going to talk about the Man City game coming up in a couple of days' time. But I think the only other thing that I can say about it, I think to sum it up for me, is the fact that we have known each other for years. We've never, ever done this before. We decided this year to do this podcast and this was the year that Liverpool win the league. I'm not saying that our podcast basically <laughs> made Liverpool win the league, but all I'm saying is you, you're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> That's so good. I mean, Nanny actually, um, we met up on Frankie Menis, didn't we? Probably, I couldn't tell how long it was. It was last the winter, summer, wasn't it? About this time last year. Was, that, was it last summer, was it? Was that yeah. long? Wow. And here we are. But I want to ask you a quick question before you start you know, playing the replays of, of what, what happened that, that famous night on th- last Thursday. <laughs> um, what, what's been your highlights this season? So what's been the one, I'll tell you mine after you tell me yours, but what, what's been the one highlight of this season where you're like, wow. Like this is where it's just something they'll never forget. <sighs> wow, where'd you even go to question like that? I think it's about put you on the spot, yeah. And it depends on how you're looking at it. I think for me, one of the highlights of the season for me, and I know this is gonna sound bitter, but it's not it's not coming from a bitter aspect, is when we beat Everton in the FA Cup. Because for me, it wasn't about beating Everton in the FA Cup, because it was a it was a one nil game, all the rest yeah, of it. Don't. I was at it, great game, great goal. <laughs> But it, it showed for me, that game showed for me the mentality that Klopp has put throughout our, the entire club. That we could play boys that weren't our normal starting eleven. that we had a different team, we had a different manager, we had all of these different things going on. And yet Liverpool still performed the way that they did. Because that was the moment, I think, where I sat down and watched that game and thought to myself, this is more than just us having a good start in eleven. We have got... Yeah. An, an academy, we have got a mentality that runs through this club now far deeper than just a good start in 11 and a £75 million defender. Like This is something that's going to carry on for years if they can instill that mentality right the way throughout the squad, the way that Jürgen Klopp has in just four years. So I think for me, when I think about it initially, that's probably what stands out to me, is, is how much the club can progress over the next few years and, and this not just be a one-off because of what he's instilled. 
yeah, hey, that was, that was a fantastic moment. And yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. It was a moment where we rested a few players and because Jurgen Klopp hasn't really done that great in the FA Cup previously, you're thinking, oh, is it a good idea? Keep the momentum, don't rest the team. But we didn't. We um, full strength Everton team and they were giving it the all. Yeah. Curtis Jones, just a wee scouser, popped up from the top end. Which brings me to my moment of the season. have to say, it's Arnold's free kick against Palace there last week. Mm. And I'll tell you why. It was the most frustrating game against Everton in the league beforehand. And it was kind of going that way. And uh, we got the free kick on the edge of the area. And I think one of the commentators said, oh, it might be a little bit too far out. Then he just got it and he put it. And it was like, it was back a mess, wasn't it? You just knew, didn't you? The second he, he lined it up, you thought, he's putting this in. And it just, for me, it was like, wow, like that is just... And it, there was no fans there, but he, he went onto the corner to the, to like, as if the fans were there. And he yeah. realised, and I was just like, there's a 20-year-old scouser living the dream there, knowing that that goal is probably going to seal the Premier League. Mm. And it was like, wow, it was just a catalyst of a great performance. Because I have a feeling that that Palace game without that goal could have been, it was just a changing point. That could have been a that could have been a 1-0 defeat there so easily. Oh, yeah. You know, you know it had all the, after the hard going off injured and the frustrating game against Everton and Palace being a bit of a bogey team in the past. I thought, here we go. But when, I, when Arnold did that, I was like, wow. And the confidence of the man at 21 years of age just go, boom, that. this is mine. Top in. Thank you. It was just like, wow. And for me, that was the, the moment. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we're going to take a bit of a break here, guys. We, we're next, Danny will replay the footage, whether it's embarrassing or not, of my live reaction in the town of Straban in Ireland slash Northern Ireland um, moments after we won the league. And when we come back... Um, We'll be discussing the preview of the, of the City game and how the rest of the season's going to go because we've got records to break. So, see you soon. Start recording. Oh, yes. So, here we are. We're, I'm live in Straban and I'm with Darren Doherty. What is the catch? Oh, my God! Soaking up a little bit of atmosphere, Danny, here in the town of Straban. What is the crack on? Everybody's going on the cars, not even. Ah, I don't know what type of sound quality this is going to sound like, Danny. Uh, everybody's having the time of their life. Oh, look at this. Look at this. What can you say? I don't know. I don't know. That's the habit of like, I don't know. Before or after the game. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's, uh, you heard it here first, this is the happiest man that's ever seen anyone in Saban ever. Gareth McDade, good friend of mine, Gareth, Gareth. What are the ultimate feelings right now? Oh, I can't believe it. That's even last week once. This is Gareth McDade, good friend of mine, he's got his son Archie, who was one and how old? Well, it's 15 months. 15 months. And he's seen, he's seen Liverpool win his first league title. Happy Ole! Mark McCrossan, what does this feel like? Unbelievable. Best day of the
There you go. Best moment of his life. Oh my God. What can you say? Let me get somewhere quiet. I don't think get somewhere quiet to that, Danny. Give me a second here, buddy. Can you hear all this? Oh, loving it. All this. Brendan, Brendan, the worst attack. What does this feel like? Oh, that's great. It's 30 years. It's my 30 years. I was there. Jump it Jump it what can you say about this? Amazing. Brian, what can I mean? Brian, 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 what's the feeling? What's the feeling? Oh, man. Fucking excitement, joy, unbelievable. 30 years is gone. What can I say? What can I say about this? Let me go somewhere quiet, Danny. Hang on. What can I say? Do you want to see the scenes? For a little small town in Ireland, this isn't bad, eh? That's amazing. I can hear you now, Danny. Hang on. Good, good, good. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. Can I hear you clear, man? Danny, we did it, mate. Can't believe it, man. Cannot believe it. We said we said it was going to be boring. We said it was going to be boring if we couldn't win it, if we won it today, but it just isn't. It just feels I mean, it's just the most amazing thing ever. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, all I can say, listeners all around the world, I love you so much, but I'm going to celebrate! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> hey! I love you, Danny. I love Liverpool. Here we go. Oh, yes. See you soon, mate. See you soon. Enjoy your night. <laughs> well, Danny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, 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 that was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody understands what I mean now when I said uh, I think I'm going to put a little bit more than one sugar in his tea to finish that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't think that that's how it would go but it just kind of happened and there's something he said about spontaneously celebrating something that was great you know and um danny have to give credit to danny here the family man you know i would say you did probably just have a, a cup of tea and go to bed didn't you <laughs> i was good as i said i had my wife hanging out of a window putting a flag up and then done a little <laughs> bit of celebrating and then yeah I, I didn't celebrate the way i'd like to but but it was still nonetheless it's it was emotional it was amazing and that's that's all that matters like. Well, that's it. We've got plenty of time. And let's be honest, the, celeb- the full celebrations haven't really happened yet. This is just kind of the initial reaction. Um, and as we've promised, we will be there in some capacity whenever Liverpool parade the trophy, whenever that will be. Oh, yeah. um, we'll probably be somewhere with atmosphere the day that we lift the trophy to, mm-hmm. um, which we will look, we'll look into where we're going to go. And you know, we'll bring up what we can with our resources to to you guys, to your listeners. Because uh, we're really grateful for you know all the feedback that we get and that um, we keep doing this because we love it for one, um, but we, we keep doing it because we know people are enjoying us talking a bit of crap on on air. So thank you for that. But listen anyway, guys. So the next um, next twenty minutes or so, we're going to discuss uh, the Manchester City game coming up, um, which is obviously going to be a tough game, and also we're kind of going to divulge a little bit into how Jurgen Klopp should select his teams for the next you know last seven games because at the end of the day. We could be history makers. So, I mean, before I go into the City game, Manny, I'd like to ask you. Um, so, you're, you're, you're Jurgen Klopp now. You've just won the league. Yep. All right. You know probably 95% of your squad that are going to get a winner's medal. Um, but to qualify for a winner's medal, if, correct me if I'm wrong, you have to play five games. Yeah. Um, so, the likes of Nico Williams come on there and Crystal Palace, he's got one appearance. So, how would you do this now? Would you go all out for the record? Um, 
or would you mix and match to give people a Premier League trophy, uh, winners medal? How would you go about it? I think seeing Jurgen Klopp and seeing the way he works, he he loves the club. I think we've discussed this at the start of the season. We discussed it when we were talking about the FA Cup and all these different things. Is that he wants to utilise his entire squad? We talk about the transfers, and we'll get more into the transfers as the weeks go on. But we've spoke about transfers previously and about the fact that Klopp is never going to bring in like like Pep. He's never going to bring in like two world-class players for every position and make them fight it out for who gets on the pitch because he, he wants everyone in his club to, to feel valued and feel loved. And, and I think if I'm Jurgen Klopp, seeing the way he's been and his mentality, I think he rotates the squad. And I think he plays his, his start at 11 in big games, like the City game in a couple of days. And he plays boys like Nico Williams and Curtis Jones in, in some of the other games where maybe we don't need to pick up points necessarily because I think he trusts his entire squad. I don't think Curtis Jones and Nico Williams are in there just for a bit of banter. I think they're in there because he feels that they're good enough to be in that in that squad. So I so I think he'll use them. He's already brought Minamino on. Minamino's got his um, minimum amount of games to qualify for the winner's medal. Um, and I think he'll do the same with the, with the likes of Curtis Jones and Nico Williams. I'll ask a quick side note question. Does Dejan Lovren deserve his winner's medal? Plenty? <laughs> well, he's, he's going to get one. Whether he deserves one is a different matter. Um, but I think I'll be I'll be honest, and I think <laughs> I think we all know my opinions on Dejan Lovren. But I think to be I think to be fair, he deserves one, doesn't he? And he's been he's been a good club player for so many years. We, we talk about all these times before Jurgen Klopp, and even when. We're sort of been building up to where we are now. Dijon Lovren has been there. He's been loyal to the club. He's been a good club man. He's he's going to go down as a legend for for what he's done in that Dortmund game and and the way he's he's been there and been solid. So I think he, I think he does deserve one just for motivating Salah as much as he does because he's his best. <laughs> well said. I mean, for me. So here's how I would go. We now have five subs. So I would go strongest team every game. The reason we we'll go strongest team every every game. It's the integrity of the league. And also, I want to be record breakers. I think City won it a few years ago on 100 points. I want to smash that 100 points tally. I think we've got 107 up for grab, grabs. So, if you know, I, I was brought up in Liverpool, so no one judged me. If, if I work this out right, that's 21 points up for grabs out of seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think we should go for you know, be history makers and really be remembered as the greatest team in Premier League history. And I would say with the five subs, I would say... You know, 20 minutes if we're comfortably winning. Instead of bringing Origi on or bringing, you know, Matip on, throw Harvey Elliott on, you know, throw Minamino on, throw, you know, Williams on. That's what I would say. Um, Adrian's got enough games so he'll get his winning medal. Because Adrian, apart from a couple of blips awards just before the pandemic, Adrian played his part in this league winning season. He come in, practically not playing football for months and months and months. And for about, what, for two months, he played absolutely brilliant, didn't he, Adrian? He was, he was um, well, first first 10 games, he had the most clean sheets in the Premier League. Yeah, so he's going to get a winner's medal. Um, yeah, I would just, I would bring the players on that haven't played a lot and give them a wee, um, get them five painters to get a, a winner's medal. Um, but I would do it off the bench. Um, and as I say, every game's a tough game. So what I don't want to do is get stuffed in a couple of games and I'll be like, oh, we played the kids and not, not break records. Because... Is there ever going to be a chance for Liverpool to, to break, break this record again? I, I don't know. I mean, we're a phenomenal team, but City are bound to improve and Chelsea are getting better. 
Um, Man United aren't going to be sitting now for you know for as long as they have. Mm. Um, to be fair, I don't think Arsenal come in the conversation no more. No. And, I think uh, Everton have got more of a chance than Arsenal with the investments that Everton are getting in their club. That's true, and Spurs are like their serial losers, like so. Um, I don't think they come into conversation either, <laughs> to be honest. But, I mean, definitely United and Chelsea, and obviously City, um, which obviously we're, we're going to discuss here now. I mean, let's first of all just say Raheem Sterling is going to be giving Joe Gomez a god of honour. <laughs> How fast is that? It's just, it's such an interesting thing isn't it? even just Raheem Sterling because he obviously left because he wanted to win trophies and he wanted to improve his career and nobody can say that Man City haven't been exceptional but, but to leave this Liverpool team and and what we've achieved over the last couple of seasons and especially this season it's it's going to sting a little bit that you're going to have to give them a guard of honour yeah and it's going to be great but um, all that aside when the guard is done and they're on the pitch Manchester City since I've come since the lockdown have been unbelievable. I think they've scored something like 15, 16 goals in about four games without reply. Yeah. Or something stupid like that. I don't know that I've not I've not researched it, but I mean, wow, there's some team, aren't they? De Bruyne is just different gravy, isn't he? It just feels every time City play that they've got we we spoke we spoke in that derby about Liverpool, we didn't feel that they necessarily had a plan B. And when we were sort of up against the cosh, we didn't really know how to break down Everton's defence when they were sitting so deep and things like that. It just feels like Man City have got a plan A through G. They just seem to know how to kill teams, no matter how they're lining up. You play 10 men behind the ball, City knows to break them down. You play counter-attacking football, City knows to stop them and break them down. They know how to whip it in from the wide areas and bring it into the box. They know how to drill it from right through the centre of the pitch. It just seems like they have so much that they're just they're unstoppable, I feel, at the minute. And yes, they did lose against Chelsea, but you feel watching City over the weeks so that was very much a blip in, in what has otherwise been an immaculate season. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that proves that my statistics are wrong there because they got beat against Chelsea, obviously. <laughs> but I think they beat Newcastle there in the FA Cup in the weekend. So there's yeah. still quality. And I think we mentioned Chelsea are up and coming team now. They really have started to gel well on the Frank Lampard. So that by no means was a, a you know a result that was really, really shocking because Chelsea are great. But this game, the only thing is Liverpool have been partying, you know, and <laughs> rightfully so. And in you know, history suggests that when teams win the league, they do take a dip after um, afterwards. And we're you know, it's not going to take away the buzz, but I want to be history makers, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just think it'll be a tough game. And I would take a draw. What would you? Would you? Would you take a draw? Yeah, yeah, I think I'd be happy if we were to take if we were to take a, a one all or something like that. I think I'd be happy with that. I think Liverpool will come out. I think it's a little bit different, isn't it, nowadays? I think with yes, they've been partying, but these are these are professionals and they're back out on the training pitch, they're back out there working hard. I think Jurgen Klopp knows that he's got the chance to be able to break records and really the last thing you want, I think, as a manager, even outside of breaking records and things like that, the last thing you want as a manager is for your season when it comes to an end to kind of fizzle out instead of it finishing strong. Nobody wants that because there is another season to play after that and there's going to be a very, very quick turnover 
between yeah. this season and next season. So you want your team to finish strong so that they can springboard as hard as possible into the next season. But I think Jürgen Klopp will have that in the back of his mind. Well, there's still a golden boot to be played for. You know, Salah's still within the shelter that. Um, there's still lots of things to be played for, you know, and history being the biggest one. But, I mean, the biggest points total ever to win from between first and second is another one. Mm. Um, and I just think that you can't... I think for the integrity of Premier League, you've got to play your strongest team and we've got to, we've got to go for it. I think we will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it does come into my thought process that potentially Jürgen Klopp might be good to a few of the squad players because he, he doesn't seem as squad players. He seems, you know, I, I like, I'd like to think on a, like the last game of the season, you know, the likes of Adam Alano get a, get a wee a wee game and players like him that might not potentially stay and stuff. Well, Lallana's going. Yeah. Um, it's a shame that the, the likes of Fanny Klein. Um, his, his Liverpool career is just kind of whittled into nothing. Because he played mm-hmm. well against United last season. But I'll tell you the story about Nathaniel Klein. I, I went to Astor a picture with him a few years ago. And um, he refused to get a picture with me. And I was standing about a metre away from him. And he had no reason not to. And he just said no. So, um, as, as you just said, Danny, it's, all, it's, it's thanks to us that Liverpool won the league. And I think that was a little bit of karma going back on Nathaniel Klein there. So, <laughs> there we go. You know, he's, he's watched all his teammates become world, Premier League and European champions, which is a shame. But, I mean, when the best when the best right-back in the world you know, was in the youth team, what do you expect? Like, he probably just accepted his fate, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Since Arnold, you know? So, but yeah, let's be honest. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a last tough seven games, probably harder than before, um, because the pressure's off. Mm. Um but at the same time, it could have the reverse effect and they could just play freely and not care and bank every team. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I think I said that in the last pod. I think this City game especially, I think, as I said, I, I said if we won the league with the City-Chelsea game, I think what we'll see in this game is Klopp playing the strongest lineup, and I think it'll be absolute free-flowing football. It'll just be pure attack because both teams... In, in essence, apart from the record, as you were saying, what teams have got nothing to play for? I think if this was the game that we needed to win the league, Liverpool would have been edgy and we would have been really tight. It wouldn't have been free-flowing. It would have been a really sort of counter-attacking, really tactical game. I think this one, both teams are going to go all out. I think if we're putting a prediction down on it, I think Liverpool are probably going to get beat because I think if we try and go toe-to-toe in a, in a free-flowing, attacking football game with City, I think City will do us. But, as, but I think it's going to be entertaining to watch. Give me a wee prediction there, Danny. I'm, I'm going to go, and I don't like doing this because it's a Liverpool pod, but I'm going to go 3-1 City. I'm going to go one all. Um, I just don't think we'll get beat, but I think we'll struggle to win. But either way, we're going to enjoy it because it is, it is effectively, it is seven games, a kind of lap of honour really, isn't it? If you think yeah. about it. Oh, the, yes. only bad, the only bad thing about this whole situation, I think, is it's just what's going on with the global pandemic, you know? Um, and it's just it's just a shame that right this second we're not when the team aren't able to celebrate it with the fans, you know? Um, but the time will come, as we say, and it, it will come. Um, and I just love the fact that City have to have a guard of honour for Liverpool. It's kind of fitting that they were the last champions and Liverpool. Uh, that, I don't know how many away games we've got now. Um, and I don't know if it happens at Anfield, but... That means we could be potentially getting seven guards of honour between now and the end of the season. So yeah. That's just brilliant, isn't it? That's just it's class to see. You know, coming from the little portal cabin and 
in the car parks getting the guard of honesty. <laughs> 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 definitely different, but it's, 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 it'll be great to see. And uh, it's mad because we've, we've done it so, so well this season and so, so convincingly that you, you think it's been like, you know, comfortable. But, you know, true Liverpool fans know how hard it's been. So I think we just need to enjoy these last seven games. And enjoy the likes here, whatever minutes the likes of Harvey Elliott get and, you know, Williams. Because he, he come on, didn't he, against Crystal Palace? He scored twice, didn't he? He played really well. He was really trying to cement his position there when he came on. And I think that's the thing, is that these young lads, one of the things that I think Klopp, one of the reasons why I think Klopp will bring on the young lads quite a lot in these last seven games is because there's no fans. We spoke about Everton and the fact that they sat so deep in that derby. And if they had their fans there at the stadium, their fans would have been shouting for them to get out, get out. And I think we would have won the derby if Everton's crowd was there because they yeah. would have stood for Everton sitting that deep. And the, and the same thing, because there's no pressure on like that, I think Klopp will bring the young lads on because it's a chance for them to play competitive football against fully strength teams, but not have that pressure of, of the cop and the atmosphere that comes with Liverpool's ground. Yeah, also, I mean, the likes of Curtis Jones and Williams, even Jones has been quoted saying he's disappointed not to be in the team. So, you know, mm-hmm. Curtis, we know what you've got. We know your quality. Go and show us again on the pitch. You know, and cement, cement your place. We've been linked with Coutinho and a few other boys like that. So why not, you know, cement your place? So that you deserve. I'd like to see Minamino get a few more minutes as well because it's been tough for him, hasn't it? Um, he's not quite... I mean, it's tough for any kind of four player when they haven't scored. Um so when he gets his first goal, I'm sure that'll be a relief and he'll fire on. But the likes of Minamino's get used to the Premier League and stuff like that. These games are still important and they're still coming thick and fast, aren't they? Yeah, and I think one of the things that we will see, we we're speaking about the City, the City game and things like this. I think one of the things we will see is because there's not that pressure on, you've got the likes of Minamino comes into a team that uh, from the start of the season, it's like this is the season where Liverpool have to win the league and push on from last season, all these different things. He's coming in, he's adapting to the culture, he's adapting to the language, and, and this immense amount of pressure that's on him. And, and it's hard for anyone to perform under that sort of pressure. But I think one of the things we'll see now is that pressure be lifted, and, and people like Minamino, who are more creative players, the same with Oxlade-Chamberlain, boys like that, you're going to see them relax a little bit more and I think there'll be games Jordan the last part of this season where we will absolutely demolish teams because Mane, Salah, Firmino Oxlade-Chamberlain, Minamino all these boys you'll see their skills coming out and them starting to dink balls around and play and I think we'll we'll see a couple of games where we'll absolutely kill teams off I could not agree more it's a squad game and everyone deserves their chance mm. and on that note guys what I will say is last week me and Danny got up a half six in the morning to record the pod it's now coming up to five past ten in the evening we both have work to do um, Danny's ex- you know Danny's wife is expecting a child at any moment so on that note we- we've been up early talking about football we've been up late celebrating um, and I think no one will take the smile off our faces for the next probably couple of months anyway but on that note guys all I can say is we are finally champions of England after 30 years waiting. And in one way, Danny, how does it feel? Absolutely amazing. That's two, but I'll give you <laughs> the bloody <laughs> Anyway, guys, thank you so, so much for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. You'll never walk alone.
Social Podcast Network.